You know, uh, here, here's what's in my heart that uh, some of us are missing opportunities for God to work in our lives because we're, we're not looking for it. We're not, we're not looking for his, his activities. We're too caught up with natural realm things and therefore we miss spiritual activity. And uh, we can train ourselves in this regard, but we have to, we have to be intentional about our, our listening, about our looking, if you will, looking for the activities of the Lord. How many know in, in the days of Jesus, uh, not, not everybody recognized what was happening? I mean, very clear. So some did. And many of the you know, most educated people, spiritually, you know, biblically or Old Testament, biblically educated people, they didn't. You know, he even made that statement to them over in, I think, John chapter 5, where, where Jesus said to the, the religious folks there, he said, you search the scriptures and, uh, and you think you, you found life in them, but the scriptures, they are they which testify of me, yet you haven't come to me. So, I mean, that's quite an outstanding statement. You're reading the Bible and you don't get it. You don't get the main point. You're reading the word and you don't see Jesus. Well, just the fact that it happened shows us that that's a real possibility. Okay. And uh, I mean, really, that could even happen with, with us. I mean, thank God we've come to Jesus, but... Uh, have you ever read the Bible just because you were on a Bible plan and you rushed through your chapter <laughs> and you made sure you got through it and then you realized, yeah, I did it. I checked the box, but I didn't get anything out of that. I mean, because I was thinking about something else or just surface reading it. I didn't really listen for the Lord's voice. Everybody with me today? One of the, one of the keys to our success is listening for the Lord's voice and looking for the Lord's involvement and activity in, in things that are happening. Okay, here's kind of what I mean by that. There's a possibility for us to go too far and we over-spiritualize certain events in life. Okay, that happens. We've seen that happen. I think more than that, What's happening is the other extreme is where we are so naturally minded, carnally minded, that we miss where God is speaking and is moving and we just attribute it to coincidence or chance or, you know, uh, you know just the result of, you know, human decisions and we miss the spiritual component in it. It seems to be a common theme with the human race, even when it comes to, you might recall in Ephesians chapter six, where Paul told them that when, they're, when they have battles, he said that they're, 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 they were not wrestling with flesh and blood, but they were wrestling with spirits, right? And so what they did is they interpreted their opposition, their, their conflict with individuals as being entirely a flesh and blood battle. 
So he, and he had to remind them, listen, you guys, there's more happening than what meets the eye. You are dealing with spiritual powers that are opposing you. Okay. Just, and so just like that, they had to be reminded, take up spiritual armor, use the knowledge of God, pray in the spirit and, and so forth. That's how you overcome in life. Um, it, it, it also can be true that we miss times when God is involved with something. Everybody with me? Okay. Now, I, again, I want to stay out of the other ditch just because I don't want to be there. I don't want to quickly announce doo, 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 that everything I, that I, I do and everything that I touch is somehow God ordained and God's moving. And, and, and it, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Where I overly spiritualize natural events. I don't want to do that. But if I miss it on that side, I don't know, maybe that'd be okay if I'm not in the carnal ditch where God is yelling at me through a megaphone and I'm going, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> one way, one way you can see this is when you have times with the Lord in church or by yourself, you have times with the Lord and he drops something in you. He speaks a word to you, gives you a phrase, gives you a scripture, gives you a, a direction. And then sometime after that, and, and, and it's something that you would really believe is God, but then sometime after that, it might be days, it might be months, but you hear those same words from someone else. They're, someone else and they're talking to you. It could be in a message like this. It could be in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but you hear it. Reason, reason that I bring that up because that happened to me today. <laughs> Meaning, Someone said something and I don't think they knew it. I don't know if they did, but I don't think they knew it was God, but they said exactly what the Lord said to me some months ago. And, and, and when they said it, I went, <laughs> no, I didn't do anything physically. I just said, yeah, but inside I'm going, that's the same thing. Now, see, you could say, well, that's coincidence. Well, that's what I kind of want to avoid. I want to avoid. You say, could it be? I guess in the realm of possibility, it could be, but it's not real likely. And, and what I don't want to miss is, is what if God is speaking to me and trying to, you know, help me or strengthen me or encourage me in a way, in a way and I'm just treating it natural. I'm being just like those pharisaical doorknobs in John <laughs> chapter 5 who couldn't hear from God, who couldn't find Jesus. Amen. You realize it's possible for us to come to church, not find the Lord, and think, I don't know if God even spoke today. Well, maybe he did, and maybe we weren't looking for that. Hallelujah. Well, so one of the things that, that has been in my heart as of recent, that I'm reminded of now, uh, I say recent, I don't know, recent number of weeks. I'm not talking really several months or years, but it has been, I, I don't know where this came from, I think it's the Lord, <laughs> but where I'm stirred a little bit more to look for God in situations. Meaning to not look at every meeting as chance, every conversation as just chance. And again, I'm not in the other ditch either, I'm not saying, 
everything's everything's controlled and directed by God. And I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I don't want to miss some things that are. Because I know that God is speaking to you. He is speaking. I, I could point, I, I think, I believe this, you know, theologically, I could point at every single person in here and say, God is speaking to you. I could point at you, even if you're a lost person, you're not saved. And I could say without, you know, a revelation in the moment, God has been speaking to you. If you're lost and you're here, why else are you here? I mean, heathens don't come to church just for fun. <laughs> I don't got anything to do tonight. I'm going to go to church. <laughs> now, someone might think that, but I think it's God. I sincerely think it's God. And uh, there are so many other situations that I believe are also him. And so, I'm, again, I'm not interpreting every, every meeting, every conversation, every, everything like that as being a divine moment. But in every situation, I'm conscious now. I'm, I'm asking if it is. I'm wondering if, if it is. If I meet someone new, I'm looking inwardly to see if this is a God moment. Now, I'm not getting weird about it because you people don't even know that I'm doing that. And if I'm not, if I'm not perceiving anything or recognizing a, a flow of the Spirit, then I'm not going to say anything weird either. You know, oh, I'm not going to say anything weird either way, I don't think. I try, not, I try to be mostly normal. Um, but I'm looking because I, I don't, I don't want to miss an opportunity. Here's what I was, what I was saying before I, when I said, I know God's talking to you. I know he is. And I know a lot of people, especially Christians, are praying about something. A lot of times unbelievers are, are too. Meaning they're unbelievers because sometimes they lack knowledge. But people, we could go around, you've been... If, if the spirit of the Lord came upon me in word of knowledge and in that detail, I could go around and everyone say, you've been praying about this. 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 You've been praying. I've seen that happen. In fact, it's happened to me before. I remember once it was early on in my ministry and we had a, a, a minister in, uh, this is not our church, but previous. And, and, and he, he ministered to me one day in the, in the service. And he calls me up and prays for me. And he starts saying, well, you've been praying about this. You've been asking the Lord about this. And, uh, and he told me, and he said exactly right in front of everyone what I've been praying about. <laughs> now, say, why did he need to do that? Well, I don't know. Maybe I needed to be reminded that the Lord's hearing me. Maybe you need to be reminded sometimes. And if it happens that way, it'll happen that way. But nevertheless, in general, we need to know the Lord is not ignoring us. And when you're talking to him about things, he's, he's, he's hearing you. Yeah. And he's also talking to you about things. Sometimes we're a little slow to pick up that it's him. That's why he'll arrange appointments and conversations. And he'll stir something up in the pastor. And he'll do it different ways. But he'll say to someone else what he's been saying to you. So you go, oh, wow, that's, yeah, I think that might be God talking to me. 
Yes, it is. And he's merciful for when we're dull. But don't, let's not stay dull. I mean, let's not allow ourselves just to be that way. We're intentionally listening, we're looking for, for him. Amen. So when I say, hey, I know he's talking to you, that excites me a little bit. Because I just think, this is easy. I don't have to wow anyone. I just have to say what the Lord's saying. Pastor Mickey said something like about this recently in one of our school meetings. I think he said, Keith Moore said it, about praying that the Lord would say what he's been saying already to people. And uh, that really stuck out to me. I thought, wow, that's good. That's good. I'm just asking the Lord to say through me what he's already been saying to you. I don't even have to get you to agree. It's like you already know it. Right? I think that happens a lot more than we realize. Amen, amen. And so what, what I was saying then is what I've been stirred about uh, some lately is in regards to looking. If I find myself in a conversation with someone, I'm, a, I'm, I'm looking inwardly to see, is this a God moment here? Is it, say, well, how do you do that? And I'm, the, reason I'm, the reason I'm telling you how I, how I have been doing it is maybe you want to do this too. Okay? Uh, again, maybe there's nothing there. And there's been times when I thought, well, I don't know if there's anything even there. But other times I thought, yeah, there was a, that was God right there. That was an opportunity. That was, he was opening the door, but I just kind of had to look for it to know to go through it. And, and sometimes it's just asking questions. Just talking to people and, and uh, being interested in them is what I'm saying. Interested in their life. Interested in what the Lord might be doing in their life. And somehow you just kind of step that way to see if God's in it. When he is, you find opportunity. You find opening of doors. You find unction. It's interesting to me some, some of the times that God has used me in in, in things like, uh, you know, inspired utterance or prophecy, I didn't know it was coming until I was doing it. It wasn't until I prayed for someone that, and I thought, I didn't even know I had anything. In other words, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't give it to me, and then I went to deliver it. It was when I engaged, when I reached out with, to them with love and compassion, and I wanted to pray for them, that in that moment, he filled the void. What are you going to pray? What are you going to say? I don't know, but God will fill my mouth. So, uh, hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. So I just want to encourage everybody tonight along this line. You you might remember uh, when Jesus cried out the last day of the, the feast. Over in the book of John, John records, he said, talked about people thirsting and so forth. And he said, Uh, He said, out of their belly will flow rivers of living water. You say, that's a strange thing to say, but it it qualifies. John qualifies what this he said of the Holy Spirit. He said, because those believing would receive the Holy Spirit. So he described, and that's the day of Pentecost when the church was empowered. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's a, that's a river. But he used the language of rivers. 
Okay? Sometimes we use the language of flow. I like flow. I'm good with rivers. Uh, but fl- what I'm looking for, what I'm looking for when I minister in church, when I minister right now, and I'm also looking for it and want to encourage you to look for it over lunch, <laughs> in conversations, is look for, look for one of those rivers. Because if you look for one, no doubt, at least sometimes you'll find one. You'll say, wow, God is in this. God is moving here. Sometimes you'll be looking to help someone else. You just think, I wonder if I can encourage them, wonder if I could pray for them, wonder if I could whatever. And in, in, in the middle, and you'll, you're looking for that river to be a blessing. And you know what happens? Sometimes the, the God-ordained moment was the other direction. And they start giving you something. Sometimes they don't even know it's God, like that conversation I had today. And, and it, I wasn't looking for that. But I am listening, paying attention. I hear, I hear that. And God's moving towards me, too. Our, our, our disposition is always outward. Our heart is always, make me a blessing. Help me to help someone. Who needs healing? Who needs an answer? Who needs a victory? Who needs direction in their life? Who needs encouraged? Who needs something? And everybody's praying. Most people are asking God about something. And God is talking to everybody. So there is spiritual activity. There are rivers flowing. We're just looking for them so we can join in on one and enter into the flow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, uh, this is, I'll say this again, what I started to say at the beginning, beginning of this inspiration is I think some of us are missing some God moments. I believe that's from the Lord. Not because he wants us to miss them, just we're not looking for them. And he wants us to look for him. Look for his involvement in different activities, involved conversations, gatherings. Look for, even in a church service, even though it seems strange to have to say that. Look for God in here. Look for his leading for your own life. Look for his direction towards someone else's life. Look for the inspired moments. Because that's when it works. That's what brings change. That's what's different from just an academic mental approach to God's word and the living flow of the Spirit of God. Everybody with me? That's what we want. That's what will heal. That's what will change. That's what will inspire. Amen. That's what will remove the dryness. I'm seeing the you know, the, the desert cracked dirt, just parched, needs, and uh, some people get that way. And you hear the voice of God, it's one of those rivers of living water that makes it moist again. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Bill doesn't like that word. <laughs> moist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but makes that that ground uh, fertile, 
saturated, lush, lush? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Amen. When that, when that hurricane was going on recently, we turned on the news and there was a, a guy on the, on the ground describing the conditions and he, he was searching for words. He kept saying, it's very blustery out here. <laughs> blustery. And then a few sentences later, and that's just, it's just uh, blustery. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> now I felt bad for him a little bit. I thought he's on the spot and he's live and he has to describe this and he can't come up with anything other than blustery. <laughs> so I'm adapting that word too. <laughs> Moist and blustery. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. When the Spirit of God begins to move, and you can see that it's Him, you can recognize His voice, it will change things. Words that were mental and academic become spiritual and motivating and alive again. Hallelujah. Because how many know hearing from God, when you know it's God, change. Am I might going out? I can change if you need me to. That, but that changes everything. That changes everything when you know the Lord is speaking to you. You'll do things you would never do without that. It'll cause boldness in your life. You'll act in ways that don't make sense to your head because you know it's God. God's in this. Everything's going to be fine. You won't fear. Amen. You'll be confident even if you're in the dry, cracky ground. So like, we're coming out of this. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. We're changing. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's called finding a river. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. A lot worse waters than that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I can remember in the some some days, years ago, and I'm okay, that's fine. I can remember being on the stage, sitting in a service with Brother Hagen, and uh, the service would start to, the Spirit of the Lord would begin to move, like, you know, we're talking about these rivers, but it would be like waves across the, the auditorium. And I can remember sitting on the stage because they were so full that they sat people everywhere. And uh, so it was an awesome sight. 
because you'd see the spirit move in sections. Like you'd go, what, say, what do you mean you'd see? I don't mean I'd see the spirit, I'd see the results. And people would, <laughs> some would laugh, but it'd just be in a section. Or some would, they'd all start praising God in a section. And it was like an invisible hand. And some would, some would they would jump up and down and, 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 and it would be like someone's directing this and it's no one on the stage. Okay, you guys are up. Okay, now it's your turn. Here we go. It was, but it was, it was the Spirit of God that would move and just almost like take over the service. And the leader, Brother Hagen in those days, he would just sit, sit there and watch. It's awesome. So I don't mind watching. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's just, let's just thank the Lord for a moment. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for working in here. Working in us by your spirit. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Greatly to be praised. <laughs> Lord, we, <laughs> we magnify you. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you. We acknowledge your working. Lord, we fix our eyes on you. We're listening for your voice. We're following you. Being directed by you. And Lord, I thank you that some are coming into a breakthrough. Some are coming into a breakthrough and they're going to break out. Break out of a place of doubt. And break through and break into a place of renewal. And a place of freshness. And a place, a place that is of you. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now that's from the Lord too. So as I'm praying now, if you, if, if, if that's you and you say, I need, I need to break through some things or break out of some junk and into something new, then you just say it. You just say it before the Lord. And that's your step of faith. You say, that's me, Lord. And I'm coming out. That's me and I'm coming through. That's me and I'm coming into a place of refreshing, a place of renewal. I'm coming into a brand new place. Hallelujah. Praise God. Not being held down or held back or kept away, but Lord going onward, forward in you today. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord, for the glory of God. Thank you for the manifestation of you. The glory of glorious move and manifestation of your presence. Praise God. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord Almighty. Praise God. Mighty in the midst of us today. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now put your hand, if you would, if you're willing, just put your hand on your chest and say, Father God, here I am. I'm looking to you. Work in me. Work through me. I belong to you. And I can be used of you. I know your voice. 
I follow your spirit. Direct my paths. Move in my life. Work in me today. According to your will. Your perfect plan. Work in me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Dale green jadega rusta kanamala libron de maknikera do pupi di enje de balasetera brustandera balieta de mandikera de bruchikera masentes. In a world of darkness, in a world of confusion all around, what's needed in this hour is those that will walk in the light, those that will not walk by sight, but they will hear my voice, they will follow my leading, and see my spirit manifest in and through their lives. So listen to me, and I'll take you into areas, I'll take you into the things of my spirit that are beyond what you've seen and known before, and you'll see me working in your your lives each and every day, for I have much in store. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The believing ones are entering in. The believing ones are entering in. Praise God, praise God. Praise God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, don't want to go too fast because there's one other thing I wanted to do. Thank you, Lord, for working in people tonight. Neely Garanos, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for the mighty working, for the generous outpouring. Oh, for the plans and purposes you have for our lives. We're coming into the fullness of them. Yes, the fullness, the fullness. No longer in part, but in full, the fullness of your will. Thank you, Lord, for working it out today working it in us today, not just in a measure, but in an increased measure, in increased measure, hallelujah. Greater things, greater things, greater things to come. Praise God, praise God. Now the other thing I had on my heart to do tonight, well, this one was pre-service because the Lord has to give me this ahead of time, otherwise I don't, we won't have the stuff to do it. But it, 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 uh, I just want to exhort for a moment about a word that is frequently used in Scripture. And the word is blood. <laughs> Isn't that kind of gross? <laughs> it's all over the Bible. All over that that bloody book. <laughs> and uh, one of the things we see early on in the scriptures when Leviticus is the word says that, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Life is in blood. Why is it necessary for blood to be shed? And you see that throughout the scripture. Blood to be shed. Well, because of death. I don't know. I mean, if there were, if was never any sin, would there ever be any need to know about blood? (laughs) 
but sin came in producing death and death wreaks havoc on the human life, physically, emotionally, and in, and in many ways, but death has gotten in. And you know, one of the very first things the Lord established after death began to uh, be you know, it, uh, experienced by, by his creation is things dying to replace that so that death, there could be relief of death. Everybody with me? Death, need, we need relief. People needed relief. Death hurts. Death is pain. Death is suffering. Death is separation from God. And so he instituted this, this reality that for people to be spared the consequence and the pain of death, something has to be, something else has to die. In other words, blood has to be shed. And you see this in the sacrificial system of the Old Testament. You see this in, in Egypt when, when God's judgment was coming on Egypt and Pharaoh and that land for holding captive his people. And you know the story of the 10 plagues and then the final one being the death of the firstborn and how they were, how Israel was, was spared their, their firstborn dying as they were instructed to put uh, blood on the lentil, the doorposts around their, uh, around their entrance to their homes and then judgment would pass over them, right? And, uh, and they would be spared. In other words, God wanted them to live. So there had to be something done so that they could live, okay? I want you to think about it from a, not just a historical event, but from a practical experience for us, because all those things point to something greater for us, which we know is Jesus as the fulfillment of all this. But the, the very principle of when people are suffering the consequences of death, that's what it is. Disease is death. Physical problems are death working in us, okay? Depression and darkness and mental anguish and despair is death working in someone's life. Just, it's just various manifestations. When there's sin, when there's strife, when there's conflict, that's death working. Everybody with me? When people can't get along, there's death in there. How many know none of us are going to have a problem getting along in heaven? You know that person you can't stand? That's that saved? <laughs> You're going to like them. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see each other in heaven and boom, boom, high five each other. Good to see you and we'll mean it. <laughs> we really will. There's not going to be anyone in heaven we don't like. If you think, well, not many people like me now. Look, in heaven, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> You're going to be so likable. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, death works that way. And the way that we get to avoid death in this life is by using God's prescribed method 
of substitution of blood and, and the blood sacrifice was throughout the Old Testament so that God could give relief to them. Otherwise, judgment would have to come because sin needs to be judged and justice has to stand. And so they would be able to offer sacrifices and they'd be forgiven, sins would be covered, they'd, be get, they'd get, be get relief. It wasn't permanent relief, but it's temporary. And he could bless them even though, even in spite of their imperfections, right? Amen. See, the goal of the Lord was to remove the sinful condition once and for all. That way he could move in. That way he could occupy. You, you can read in the Old Testament about times when the Spirit of God would come on and fill people. And he would even anoint, of course, prophets, pre, uh, priests, and kings to do their jobs. But it's interesting. You even read about David in the Psalms when he would say, you know, change my heart, oh God. And, and uh, he said, and don't, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. It's like, why would David say that? Because he knew Saul. He knew you can goof this thing up and the Lord leaves. The Lord moves out. And so he's praying because probably, you know, he, David made some mistakes too, right? And uh, Lord, don't leave me, right? So, so, so in other words, the, the Lord's presence and the spirit being upon someone, the glory of God being revealed was not a permanent condition. It's not something they just, they just had. But that was the desire of the Lord. He wanted to bring people to a point of, of perfection inwardly, spiritually, so that he could abide with them forever. So that he could come and remain. And so that our goofiness wouldn't drive him out. And sometimes it's good for us to remember that. Because I don't know if you've ever struggled with this where you've, you've come to church and you had an argument on the way to church. Or you've had a really bad day and you did some things that, man, you've said some things, you want to take those words back, but you can't. And you're really kind of just feeling like, man, I'm messed up. You're in the new covenant, my friend. And the, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, his once and for all final sacrifice he has forever perfected those who are saved. And so he doesn't have to move out if you goof up. And you can literally, even though we deal with it in the soul and we have to tweak our thinking and, and so forth, but he's not leaving us as a result of it. He, he'll bless you even if you did some dumb things today. He really will. And you can come in and just say, I love you, Lord. I worship you. And, and you could have one of the most, most glorious nights even after you, you played the fool all day. <laughs> Hallelujah. So then you come over into the New Testament and uh, you can read in Ephesians chapter one and, and it says that we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Chapter two, he talks about us being brought near by the blood of Christ. Again, the blood, the blood. Colossians says the exact same thing. The book of Hebrews talks about blood all over the place. Blood, 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 blood. Man, this is a bloody thing we've gotten ourselves into. But there's something about it that he wants us to get. And I don't know that we naturally get it as much as maybe the Jewish culture because of their, their history and tradition. But when we think, I need help, 
what, what should we think? Think blood over the doorposts. Think, man, I'm, getting, I'm being attacked. The enemy's coming after me. Think blood on the doorposts. Amen. Say, you mean we need to redo that? <laughs> no, but we do it by stirring up our way of, me of memory in what Jesus did. That blood over the doorpost is signifying of Jesus on the cross. His blood shed for us once and for all. And so life was given so death would be kept out of us. He gave his life in his blood, Jesus did on the cross, so that death would be repelled, dispelled from our lives. Activating that simply has to do with reminding ourselves of Jesus' sacrifice. And us saying again, this is illegal. This demonic, ungodly, remember the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. This destruction, this thievery, this, this death that is attacking my life, it's, it's illegal. It doesn't have the right. Not because I'm so good. Not because I'm so strong, I'm so smart. Because Jesus shed his blood. Therefore, I won't allow this to come on my children. Therefore, I will not be bound in this sin. This sin will not dominate me anymore. Therefore, this, this thought, this, this thought pattern, it stops today. How do we do this? We do it in the new covenant by saying what Jesus did. Jesus did what he did. We say it. In other words, we're saying it because we, we believe it. We agree with it. But we're, what, what, are we, what are we saying? Oh, God, help. You know how many people are saying, oh, God, help, and nothing's happening? Stop it. Be, 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 more, be more, uh, more specific with your spiritual activity. Not just, oh, God, help. I mean, again, I don't mean that that's just a terrible phrase, but people do that without knowledge. We want to be specific. And so I, if something's coming against my life, my body, my, my, my mental faculties, any aspect of my life, I should get involved with, with, uh, with declaring what Jesus did. Amen. His death, his resurrection, his shed blood is a big deal. This is such a big deal that the Lord gave us this ordinance. Such a big deal that he gave us something physical and tangible so we wouldn't forget it. And that's the language used in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, do this as often as you do it. So you do it as ever often you want. You can do it every day or once a year or whatever. He didn't give us a, a frequency. He said, Whatever you, whenever you do it though, you do it in remembrance of me. We're remembering his blood shed and his body broken. We're remembering because that's the turning point. It's the key event in all of human history. We'll be talking about that event a million years from now, even though we can't comprehend a million years. We'll be saying, Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Right? Because that was the turning point. That's what broke death. That's what, with, that's what kept us from getting what we deserve. That's what kept judgment away from us. That. Say, well, what if I'm dealing with what looks like judgment or death or destruction? Then this is, this is one good reason to partake of these elements and say, nope, absolutely not. 
on the very basis of Jesus' broken body and his shed blood, this death in my life stops today. I will not permit it. It will not, it will not continue. It will not remain. Amen. And the, the, the destroyer cannot destroy in your home because of that reality. And this is so much easier than killing animals. <laughs> Aren't you glad? I mean, I feel bad for the animals. I'm kind of a, you know, tender heart towards anything suffering. And uh, this is so much better. Jesus, once and for all, suffered and died. And now I just eat a piece of bread and drink from a cup and I'm free? Yes. But I do it with great expectation. That when I'm saying this bread, this cup, when I'm doing this, the hand of the Lord is upon me. The blessing of God is there in my life. The enemy is held back and all of death and destruction is pushed back out of my life. When I say what Jesus did and he did it for me and I have redemption through his blood, I am free. And that's where, watch, watch. Uh, breakthroughs we talked about earlier for some, Right there. Amen. Amen. Say, someone said, I've, well, I've done this before. Then do it again. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes people do it without knowledge, but sometimes they do it with knowledge. But he didn't say this is a one and done event. You can use this as much as you need to. Just for worship's sake or, man, We've been attacked. I mean, there's been stuff going on, stuff trying to get on me, and it's inconsistent with the Lord's blessings. Then break it out again. Yes. Amen. I, I, hear, I heard that last week you guys prayed for people who had sleep trouble. Yeah. And uh, praise God for victory there. Someone has sleep trouble. Well, take communion before you go to bed. And I'm not talking about what it does in your stomach. I don't know what it does in your stomach. It's not physical is what I'm saying. It's just saying, thank you, Lord. I am free from all curse. I am free from all bondage. I am free. The blood of the Lord Jesus has been shed for me. His life so I could experience life in my life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I got this doctor's appointment. Why don't you take communion before you go? And say, death has no hold on me. Death cannot dominate my physical body. Amen, amen. Well, I've got this smoking addiction. Why don't you take communion before you light up? And maybe you won't need to light up. But why don't you say, hallelujah, I'm free according to the the finished work of the cross, Jesus' body, Jesus' blood shed for me. I'm no longer in bondage, no longer in pain. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ushers, would you come and distribute the elements?